Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. What's up, everybody? This is DJ DeMers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! yeah. My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 190 for Wednesday, December 30th, 2020. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing? Is life treating you good? Did you have a good Christmas or uh, Kwanzaa or Hanukkah or any of the other stuff going on? Huh? Did you have a good uh, time with the family or not with the family or the quarantine or however you did it? Because we are going uh, back into one. We have we have entered a new lockdown, at least here in my province of Ontario, Canada. And, uh, yeah. So this week I'm gonna be telling you guys, about all sorts of stuff, I'll tell you what I did for the holidays. I'll tell you what some of the dicking around I did some of the stuff that I watched. I'll address a few things in the past, uh, a couple of episodes, well, a couple of past, a couple of episodes, I think, or whatever. I meant to address something in the last episode and I, I didn't. So I got a couple little notes here for that. Uh, I did a few little virtual things and, and played some games and all sorts of stuff like that. And I want to just start by saying, uh, no update on the box. Nothing. We're not talking about that this week. The only thing I'll tell you real quick is just that they've gone into, uh, you know, holiday season for them. So there's no updates or anything like that until minimum January 4th. So they don't have to anything, listen to anything about that, but I will say that there's still some available. So contact them on menpodcast.com if you're interested. Um, what else? Hmm. We want to answer an age old question, an age old question. Um, and I just thought of this while I was setting up the stuff. Um, do you guys, what do you guys think about this one? This one is one that's plagued mankind for uh, a long time. Um, do women enjoy farting? And here's what I mean by that. This is my attempt at making the podcast hilarious, start to finish every single week, uh, an unheard of accomplishment, but we're still going to give it a try. Also, I want to mention too, that, um, I don't remember what I said. This is like one of those things. Everyone's got some of these clanking around in their head. Um, but the, uh, 50, I know it's 52 weeks in a year, just like a deck of cards, but for some reason, uh, even though neither has 56, I immediately afterwards, I was like, did I say 56 hours a year or 52 for some reason? Like I know when I stop and think about, but when I'm just, when I'm just blurting it out, the first number that comes to my head is 56. For some reason it's 52 weeks in a year. It's 52 cards in a deck, but for some reason, oh good. That's what I like. This is the guy who rings the doorbell, even though our door is unlocked every fucking day when there's people home. So annoying. So annoying. Uh, fuck. Anyways, whatever. I never edited any of this stuff out, right? That's just the way. Our door is unlocked all the time. We have people that just walk in, walk out. Except this person literally gets everyone in the house to stop what they're doing to come look at the door. And it's just Colin showing up to hang out with Jason. And of course, we're in lockdown. So this is very smart. Jason got home today from his holiday trip. So again, he's already left on a holiday trip during lockdown. And uh, now they were 
Were they being careful? I think two days before he left, he had a bunch of people over to the house. Anyways, I will not even get into that. And then he's been back for less than 24 hours and he's already like, I'm having people over. I'm like, okay. This is the same man, I will say, the exact same man who complains that his business is being shut down uh, because of COVID. Just saying. Is there a connection? How many scientists would it take to find out if there's a correlation between constantly leaving and constantly having people over and them telling us that we have to lock down? Okay. Back to what I was saying, 52 weeks in a year, 52 cards in a deck, but for some reason, 56 is the number in my head all the time. Um, so I may have blurted out, oh, I'm 56 weeks a year. Uh, incorrect. Just And just clarifying that I know uh, I'm aware of that. Also, I will get back to this woman farting issue. Very important. Keep your heads on it. But uh, I also wanted to say that on an, on an episode a while back, and I, and I was worried about this because I do care. Like I'm saying, I do care about people. Um, but I was worried about how it came across after the fact. So I wanted to clarify something. I was saying that uh, it's not fair to ask everyone else to pre-edit themselves all the time in case somebody somewhere might be offended or not like what you're saying. Because that's ridiculous. You can't... Um, you can't just go around being like, I'm never going to do anything because what if somebody else might take offense? Like there'll always be somewhere, someone somewhere that can take offense to something, you know, a cat scratched my baby. I hate cats. You can't don't, don't, like, there's, there's always gonna be somebody. So the, really the only way that you can figure anything out, the only way you can learn something, it's like, it's like chef's cooking. You got to put too much salt in before you realize, okay, that's too much salt. Like you got to. You know, I just did that podcast with Bob Bloomer and one of the things in his book was very simply that, you know, when you're, when you're adding salt, you take a little bit of something, you put it aside, add salt to it, taste again. Is it better? Great. Add more salt to the recipe. Try it again. Is it still good? Yep. You know, or add too much salt. Okay. That's too much. Great. Then you don't add it to the recipe. Like the whole idea is, is you're constantly got to test. It's like comics. We got to keep talking about shit to find the line, to figure out where it is and all this other stuff. You know what I mean? That's what we're trying to always do is to find the line in society. But the idea is you can't find the line by never looking for it right? You gotta, you gotta find it. There's explorers who get buried in caves and everything like that. And the whole idea is just, you know, yeah, something bad might happen, and, but you don't just never experience anything because, well, what if somebody, but here's what I'm saying is once it happens, even if you say something, uh, that offends someone and they're like, Hey, I don't like that. Groovy, take accountability. Hey man, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to offend you. Was was trying to make you laugh. Wasn't trying to fucking upset you or ruin your day or trigger you or whatever. But like I said, my friend was, was kind of like, no, you just can't say anything because other people might not like that. I'm like, well, that's, that's ridiculous though. You'll never ever get to a point where you're, you know, doing anything. If you're constantly worried that maybe someone, and it's like, well, no, some subjects, you know, it's like, no, you don't. And clearly that was a perfect example of it. Cause my friend had no idea thought that person might not like it. And that person did enjoy it. They did laugh. They fucked with me back and it was fun. It was a good exchange. We both had a little bit of a fun moment in our lives that day. But I wanted to address the fact that I'm not just like, cause I did say, I'm like, well, if you're a victim and they're like, well, somebody might not be comfortable saying something. I, unf yeah. And that sucks, but that's the way the world is. If you don't stand up for yourself, um, you know, people say, well, those other people can stand up for you. And I'm not talking about people who can't stand up for themselves. I did address that. What I'm talking about is people who just like, oh, I don't want to say something. Cause what if the, it's like, yeah, you get walked on. And I know because I've experienced it firsthand. Um, I've been the guy who didn't stand up for himself or whatever. And, and the thing is, uh, eventually you get to a point where you're sick of having people walk on you and you make a change or you just live and die that way. But it's, it's really on you. Now, if you're like, well, some people have a really hard time. I will definitely be the first person in line to advocate, um, tools and support for, for people who are victims and want to be able to learn how to stand up for themselves. Like if you don't know how I'm all for like, Hey, well, let's teach you. Let's talk. You know, let's find support groups, people that will teach you how to stand up for yourself because that shit exists. 
you know, the reason there's self-defense classes is because, you know, sometimes you can't just expect that the world's not going to attack you because you might not like that. No, sometimes you got to learn how to protect yourself and standing up for yourself verbally and owning your feelings on things and telling someone like, Hey, I don't like when you do that. Don't do it. Um, I've been dealing with that all fucking week. I'm not going to go into it because I don't like putting anybody on blast on the, uh, except for Jason, apparently, but somebody's really pissing me off here at the house, really pissing me off, uh, being incredibly abusive and rude and unthoughtful and inconsiderate. And I have straight out addressed it a few times now. And that person let me change. So, I mean, I've told them how I feel on it and they're not making a change. So I'm going to make a change and that's going to suck for them. But you know, how many opportunities you got to give somebody. Um, I'm not comfortable with it. I don't like living with the person who's, who's causing me discomfort, but it is what it is. You know, um, I'm not going to sit around and go, they shouldn't be doing it, you know, and I shouldn't, they should stop what they're doing before I even tell them it bothers me. What kind of expectation is that? So having said that to anybody who's like, no, you should just never say or do things because it might offend someone. I, I respectfully disagree. Um, I understand your heart's in the right place, but your mentality is that you should always know what's going to bother people and not do it. Sorry. That's an X-Men power being able to read minds. Um, however, saying to someone, Hey, I, I didn't like that, um, is a human power. Uh, it's called communication. Uh, it's called speaking, uh, something very, uh, you know, a very large percentage of the population is actually able to do, um, and, uh, at the same time, like, you know, and then of course the accountability, uh, infinitely smaller percentage of the population capable of that. Um, but if somebody tells you like, Hey, what you did, I didn't like that. Um, have the balls to be like, Hey, look, I'm sorry. I apologize. I didn't mean to offend you. I was, I just thought it was funny, but, uh, thank you noted. And then you learn, respect it and move on. And then you don't say that thing around that person, but you collected the data first. You didn't just decide that I'm just never going to say or do anything because, you know, Lord knows some weak person might be too, too cowardly to, uh, to own their own feelings. Uh, so let me just go around and adjust my behavior on behalf of those who can't adjust theirs. What an interesting place the world would be to live in if everyone just did that. Okay. Um, so I just want to say that, like, again, I'm not shaming victims. I'm just saying that, like, yeah, it sucks. And I get it. I get being a victim sucks. And sometimes it's really hard because you're like, I don't want to rock the boat or whatever. But guess what? If you don't say something, um, that person is never going to know that it bothers you. Um, you know, and, and you may have the odd friend who's like, you should never say things because it bothers. I'm like, yeah, sorry. Those type of people are not, are, if, if they can't be bothered to see the look on your face when you do something, you know, sometimes like the look too. I, I have a lot of passive aggressive people in my life too, who'll never tell you what you do bothers them, but they'll just be in a bad mood all the time and resentful, you know, and then you start to learn like, okay, this person has a problem. And you just, and then sometimes you could even, you know, you try to do it. Um, speaking of which the same people who are telling everyone that they shouldn't say things because it bothers people or whatever are the same ones who are passively aggressively sit with a frown on their face all night long and their arms crossed. And you're like, what's wrong? Nothing. You're even given an opportunity to express yourself. Someone person saying, oh, I can tell you're upset and I, I'd like to understand why what's wrong. Nothing. No, nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. Me. And what they do is they keep pushing you until you finally go, well, what the fuck was it? Fine. Fine. You want to know so fucking bad? I'll fucking tell you. They blow up. And now it's not their fault that they're blowing up because they've held on to resentment and they haven't communicated their position for a long time. What happens is they go their Their mentality they've created for themselves is that I'm not going to tell you, but if you keep asking, well, now it's your fault. Basically what it's doing is granting them permission to get angry. Right. And it's manipulative. It's, it's a direct manipulation. Uh, ladies, we know how your sauce works. It's not a, it's not a secret. Um, 
but but uh, and I apologize to all my cool women who uh, uh, you know own their feelings. Love you. Um, you're doing it right. Um, you know, and and again, a little bit of shame casting all the fellas who don't own theirs, but. That's how the manipulation works. Just so you know, anyone who's never been aware of this, this is just, just so you know, this is how, this is the psychology of what they're doing. A woman is mad uh, at you, <laughs> always mad at you um, because they didn't own their feelings at the time. So now something has built up inside of them and they're mad about it. So they immediately start to punish you and act outwardly abusively, by the way, the arms crossed. And that is, is actually textbook abusive behavior. It's not physically abusive, but it's emotionally uh, abusive. And what they do is they fold their arms, they frown, and what's wrong? Nothing. Honey, something's obviously wrong. I could tell that you're upset. Nothing's wrong. Okay, well, I'm pretty sure something's wrong. Like, you don't just sit angry when nothing's wrong. Like, there's something wrong. Like, no, nothing wrong. Okay, all right, well, tell me if you want to. And they wait, because they won't tell you about it. They gotta, be, they gotta ruin the good time for a while, whether you're out or it's just the two of you. They gotta ruin, they gotta make sure that they ruin shit for a while, right? They gotta stew, they gotta create the, uh, I believe, I believe it was, uh, oh, fuck, why can't I think of his name? Steve something. Oh, I feel like such an asshole. I actually have to look it up. One sec. How about that? The uh, pissed mist. His name was Steve Smith. Of all the things I couldn't remember, Steve Smith. But yeah, you got to marinate the uh, thing. I don't know what's going on here. Was it just recording the whole time? I might have to actually sit down and listen to this and realize if I was just sitting here reading the internet and it was still recording, I hadn't hit play or pause perfectly. Um, well, that'll be fun to have to edit that shit. Ugh, and I never edit the podcast, but I wouldn't make you sit here and just listen to silence for a minute and a half. So Steve missed, uh, Steve Smith, motherfucker. Uh, Steve Smith had this bit about, uh, you know, when a woman's angry, you come home and open the door and the house is filled with this pissed mist. <laughs> like they're just pissed off. One man podcast edit. I actually have never done this before where I have to correct something. I was trying to think about what to do. Do I put it into the notes afterwards? And I want to keep that clean. So it is not Steve Smith. Steve Smith is a, an actor who was on the red green show. And it wasn't until I was editing, trying to find the part where I wasn't sure if I had hit record pause correctly, which I totally had. Um, it wasn't until I was listening to that, but wait a second, Steve Smith, the guy from the red green show and, you know, Smith and Smith and a bunch of other shows. So I had to search again. And even though I put in the bit, it gave me Steve Smith as an answer. So I was like, that's, I don't know why it made Smith. I was like, oh yeah, the comedian's name is Tim Steves, Tim Steves, who is very funny stand-up comedian in Canada. So going forward, when I say Steve Smith, I am referring to Tim Steves. That's why the name Steve was in my head. Tim Steves is the comedian responsible for the whole bit about coming home and the house is filled with pissed mist. So, uh, that's it. I now return you to your regularly scheduled podcast. Um, but, uh, yeah. So the whole idea is they got to make sure that they marinate the house in this pissed mist. And, uh, and now that you're just like, you get right into it, then you've, you know, if you keep asking like, honey, what's wrong? Eventually fine. You want to fucking know so bad. But the whole idea was that instead of them, they can't just get mad and yell at you because then they're angry and they have to own that. And women rule number one to being a woman. When you open up the woman press kit. Now, this is, of course, you get one of these. If you do the trans surgery, they, uh, they send you once you register and change your sex, uh, legally, they'll send you this, this box of the, the female press kit, um, that has this in it. So one of the things you open it up and it's like, you can never, you know, uh, you may have identified as a male previous, uh, but now that you identify as a woman, uh, rule number one, uh, you cannot take accountability for your emotional uh, actions. They are not your fault anymore. Um, you may have to fight off the male remnants that are telling you, no, no, I did that 
that's my fault. Um, but now that you're part of this tribe, um, you're going to have to get that out of your system because your own accountability is not yours anymore. Uh, there will always be a reason that you'll have to manifest that it's not your fault. Um, kind of the way that like if a guy gets an erection and he's horny and drunk, uh, he's still at fault for cheating. And rightly, rightfully so. Uh, you can't just say, hey, I was horny and hormonal and I had sex with this woman, also inebriated and chemically uh, inhibited. Because <laughs> um, that's still your fault. And as I said, rightly so. Absolutely it is. Um, but when a woman has her period and is hormonal, um, all bets are off. You can't hold her accountable for what she said or what she did. Uh, she was hormonal. Um, so that's like, that's, an example of like when you get that woman press kit at whatever age, I think they get it on their like sweet 16 party, but some of them are very manipulative even beforehand. So I'm not sure what age it is that your mother, um, gets the box for you, gives it to you and says, Hey, you're never responsible for your, your <laughs> fuck me. This is so anti woman. I'm fucking, by the way, this is like, I'm doing like dry British over the top bullshit humor here. Again, I gotta be funny for the entire hour. That's the expectation. Um, <laughs> or at least polarizing as fuck. I, I don't actually believe this of all women for the record. I'm just fucking being an ass. Uh, Merry Christmas, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to say, um, no, but the, the point of that particular manipulative action of the, not the being silent and giving you the silent treatment, all of that is that, that you keep saying what's wrong. What's, you know, express yourself, right? Do it the right way. And they don't want to. And then when they blow up, it's not their fault. It's you asked, you wanted to know so bad. You wouldn't let it go. Um, right. Giving them quote unquote permission to yell and scream because it's not their fault. You, you had to know so bad. So that's what it is. The same people who advocate, don't say anything. Don't, uh, don't, you know, this person might be offended by it or whatever. Fuck me and my soapbox. I'm looking at how much time. Right? I got a lot of shit to get to today. Um, but yeah, that though, the people, same people who say, don't say that you might hurt someone's feeling, whatever. And of course, well, they're not going to stand up for themselves and they're, they're scared. And well, yeah, it's the same people who don't also communicate their shit or whatever, like big shocker. Um, so all I was trying to say is at anybody Maybe I'll get emails. Contact at one man podcast.com. Ladies, please send me your counter arguments. I'd love to hear them. Um, but I'm just, and I could, I could, I've also gone a million douchebag dudes, by the way. I, I hold men's feet to the fire too on their shit. There's so many guys we're fucking the way we can't address our emotions ever because it's fucking stupid. Why? Like some guy you'll never see again. Like you'd rather be an idiot so that some guy doesn't think that you're gay or whatever fucking phobia you have with communication. Like who cares? Fucking just own your shit. Be a man. Own your feelings. Right? Be a good person. Ah, whatever. Fuck you. Fuck you guys. <laughs> um, that's all I'm saying. So getting to that, I'm sorry if you're a victim. I really, truly am. I know what it's like. I've been there. I've been the person who can't stand up for themselves, who can't say anything. And eventually you just get to a point where you're like, all right, I am done fucking done having people walk to me because these same people will also like be mad and angry. I'm pretty sure that don't fuck with cats guy was somebody who just got walked on. Like that's the thing is all the serial killers and school shooters are all small people who never owned their shit. So sometimes victims turn into the fucking aggressors. The only, cause you got to express yourself. That's the whole thing too. Well, these victims, they can't express it. Fine. Then what you're doing is you're saying, don't worry, school shooter. We're all going to try to just be good for you. So you don't have to do anything. I'm sorry. At some point you got to say to somebody like, I don't like this shit. You know, and I'm sorry that the world treats you shit. I'm not talking about bullying and stuff like that. I'm just saying straight up, like someone tells a joke and you can't take it. You can't be like, I didn't like that. I didn't find that funny. I think the subject matter is gauche. And I'll be like, it's pronounced Josh, not gauche. Um, but, uh, anyways, that's my thing guys. All I'm saying is I'm sorry if you're a victim, but I will support, uh, 
you know, uh, initiatives to help victims learn the tools necessary to stand up for themselves. Cause I'm not suggesting it's easy to just like turn around. Some people think standing up for themselves is also aggressively going at the person who's bothering them. That's not standing up for yourself. That's just starting a fight. You know what I mean? Like the, uh, the whole idea with the same with the arms crossed and pouty face, the idea is that you've let it go on so long that you're so angry that you're so resentful of it that now it's like your brain is in a fight or flight thing where it's like it's going to attack. That's what that that starting shit is and yelling and insulting. That's the fight. Only it's just a verbal fight. You're mad at this thing, so you want to fucking not the right way to go about it. So just I, I do that now. I have people who say shit to me and I'm like, yeah, I don't like that. You know, or they'll do something and they're like, ha ha. I, like, I just, I don't like that. I don't respect it. Uh, I go nothing personal, but it, just so you know, I don't like that. So if you're trying to earn favor with me, if that thing you did or said, if you're hoping that that they will get you the opposite result, there's no insult in that. There's no rude. There's no aggression. I'm just saying like, you can keep doing it, but I just won't be around you. Uh, cause I don't like it. So just know that that is a quick way to piss me off. <laughs> so Anyways, I wanted to address that because I didn't want to feel like <laughs> I probably went 10 times worse with the whole woman bashing, but, uh, it is, it is a definitely a thing. I, I, you know what my issue with that is, like I said, being an egalitarian, uh, which means I think that everyone deserves a fair shake, men and women and trans LGBTQ plus, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I don't like when the, there's a double standard and I think that men have some double standards. Um, I can't think of one right now cause we're better, but <laughs> just kidding. Um, I can't think of one off the top of my head, please ladies send one in. But I think the double standard, one of the things that really bothers me with, um, with women, I, I'm not one of those guys who thinks men are better than women. There's a lot of guys who think that and I'm, I, they're fucking idiots. There's, there's good and bad uh, in terms of like useful, productive, whatever, and useless and sponges and all that on both sides. Um, same comes with race. Uh, it's not like one race is better than another. There's useless garbage human beings in all races, uh, criminals in all races, all that shit. So like all these arguments were like just one race is blanketly accepted. Uh, and I'm not referring to the opposite of privilege. I'm not saying like, oh, privilege is not a, no, there's, there's, there's advantages for sure. Right. Cause like I've said before, it's not, it's not white privilege. It's white advantage, right? Privileges can be taken away, but like, no one's going to just stop. Oh, that white guy lost his privilege. You know, it's uh no, there, there's a, there's an advantage to being white. And, and the ones that people bring up are, are true. White privilege is not rich. White privileges. I can get a cab. No one follows me around a store predominantly. You know what I mean? Like generally speaking. Not every black guy can't get a cab. Not every black guy. And I don't mean like the perspective guy, just not every cab is going to avoid you because you're black. Not every storekeeper is going to follow you around because you're black. Like there's advantages and disadvantages. But one of the things that really bothers me is, um, women are very big on their high horse about they're better than men. Men are the worst. Men start all wars. Uh, not the case. Women start way more shit and fights than guys go to a club. And nine times out of 10, it's women fucking screaming and yelling at each other and pulling each other's hair and yelling on the street. Women will start a fight with you in a store, a grocery store, a whatever mall. Women will start shit out of nothing. And it comes from that same resentment. You should have expressed yourself a long time ago. You let it get to this point. So in terms of this, like pop, like men are responsible for wars in terms of starting shit publicly to create an audience. Sorry, ladies, you're way more guilty of it than we are, you know? And I, and I am sorry to say it cause I'm not trying to point your finger. I, but I hate, I'm big, I'm big against injustice and I'm sorry, you pointing the finger at us, telling us that we're responsible for that shit. I'm sorry, but nobody starts more shit than, uh, than ladies of all colors. Um, I assume, 
I've only seen Latin and black women and white women start shit. I got to be honest. I've never seen an Asian woman uh, start shit. Or maybe it's because they're all yelling their language for some reason. I don't know why, but some of those Asian languages, like they all scream every language. Um, so maybe they just, I just assume they're just talking to each other. <laughs> One of them is just quiet. So maybe they are getting yelled at. No, I'm, I'm Oh, I've started this new trend on stage of just being like, cancel me after every joke. Fucking cancel me. <laughs> like, I just want to be able to stay home. Oh, fuck. I have another thing I got to talk about. Um, oh, God. I got to find that. Uh, that I got to put a note here to, to look for that thing. Uh, search dead air. Search dead air at about the 12 minute mark. Yeah. Boom, boom. So you guys, when you hear this, it'll be edited. So you'll be like, oh my God, I never had the podcast, but I can't live two minutes of fucking dead air. Just exist on there. I'll have to just chip that up. Excuse me. Oh Jesus. Now I got hiccups. Um, all right. Go back to running my mouth. But actually I wasn't even going to use that war example. That wasn't even the one, but, uh, yeah, I don't think Asians yell, uh, outside of language. I would, I would. Can you imagine if they were just always like, that's because they are loud. I do find sometimes like there'll be two of them spot speaks two of them. What do you mean them? Um, there'll be two, you know, uh, people speaking next to me and it's like, they're screaming. And I almost just want to turn to them and go, they're, they're right here. They're right here. Can you hear me? See how I'm not yelling. I just, you know, and I'm not trying to shit on a culture. It's just Jesus Christ. Are your eardrums smaller than mine? <laughs> like, do you have to scream to be able to hear it? You know what I mean? Um, I, I just, you know, there's a lot, I guess, you know what? That might just be me. No, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I see it more often. Maybe I only take notice because they're yelling or something, but at the same time, like I, like, cause my brain was just like, are you just being, are you picking on them? Cause I don't, I don't like to do that. But at the same time, like, you know, I don't think I've ever noticed, like, I don't know. It's, I'm thinking about it right now. I'm like, have I noticed black people yelling at each other? Have I noticed like white people? Like you notice a, a white people, but they don't seem like just two people talking super loud. Everyone notices that person on their phone talking too loud, right? Like we all notice that. And that's not like a race thing. Just if you're on your phone talking too loud, you're just being a dick. And that's, I gotta say, predominantly white people seem to be the one that I notice doing that the most. But for some reason, a lot of the, the Asian languages so loud, like they, they, they designed to be screamed at each other. Um, whatever. That's all. But going back to, uh, to ladies, I had a second point. Let's see if I can find what it was. Oh, it's the hormonal thing. I, uh, I don't think it's fair that ladies, you get a pass, um, because of your hormones. That's your argument. Uh, I'm hormonal. I'm pregnant. So I'm hormonal. I'm, I'm on my period, uh, or sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm PMSing. I'm hormonal. And that absolves you of your behavior in the moment. Um, especially if, you know, guys, um, you know, oh, you always think I mean, you fucking dick, you fucking, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Well, uh, what's, what's the argument there? We're, we're, if you're better than us, shouldn't you be the ones who have to take accountability for your hormones and we get a free pass since we're the dumber ones? Um, doesn't seem fair to me. Doesn't seem fair to me. Sounds like a double standard. Ladies, sounds like a reason for you to wash your hands of the accountability. As I said, you open the press kit, right? Oh, no accountability anymore. Um, but guys are somehow expected to to, uh, that it's not fair. Uh, I think, I think you should be accountable for reactions. I really do. I get that hormones affect them, but it shows more strength of character, how accountable you can be. I don't think a guy should get drunk and cheat. I don't, um, I don't like when people say, Oh, I got so drunk. I blacked out. Um, 
I think that when you're blacking out, uh, if you don't notice what you're doing, you're still, your personality is still there, whether it's greatly, uh, less inhibited because of the fact that you're drinking and you got the liquid courage in you and whatever, but your personality, who you are, your insecurities and your strengths and your confidence, all that bullshit, that's all still there. So I don't give a fuck if you've blacked out or not who you are at its at its great, vastly reduced, the, the thickest reduction sauce of who you are is there in that moment. And if you're the guy who's going to start a fight or cheat on your girlfriend, all of your insecurities are showing. Just know that. So the next day, if you want to be like, oh, I don't even know what I did. I did. I'll be like, you know what you did is you let us see who you really are. That's who you are. You were being racist and you were being fucking prejudiced. You were starting fights. You were fucking trying to make out with every every piece of shit thing about you was there. And the funny thing is to me, the more secure people aren't even the ones who need to drink to the point where they just don't think or feel, or they're not known. Anyways. And this is me shitting on guys. I'm not talking about women here, but it's the same as true. People just drink to the point where it's like, you show your true colors, whatever's making you mad. You just yelling and screaming about all that shit. Wow. I've had a rough week, I guess. (laughs) Or you start a podcast and everyone can, can hear who you really are. All I'm saying is I don't like, I don't like, uh, I don't like, I don't like, you know what it's, I think at the end of the day, I hate the lack of accountability, whether it's men, women, whatever it is. I fucking hate when people, you know, uh, let's, let's, let's throw some shade at fucking, uh, Latins for a second. Jim Gaffigan had a bit a long time ago where his people like, you know, his bit was, was just like you know, a comic distill it down to its, its base. And he was just like, it's weird. Cause when a Latin person gets mad, they're like, Oh, you know, Filipino or not Filipino, sorry. Ha. Um, not Filipino. Um, what is the other one? Puerto Rican. That's the one. They both start with P. That's what it was. Uh, like Puerto Ricans are like, you know, oh, they got the, they got a Latin temper, right? Which is just like, oh, you're allowed to be mad because you're Latin. So you just have those Latin tempers. But it's like, but if you're anything else, you're like, oh, that guy's a dick. That was Gaffigan's bit. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, why, why does one person get a pass? If you're an asshole, you're an asshole. You know what I mean? Sorry. Sorry that there's less psychology in one area. So you just, you know, sweep it under the rug, but all right. I think I've, uh, I think I've said enough to get myself canceled this week. So contact the one man podcast.com, uh, subject line HR. I'll make sure that I read that because I'm also in charge of that. And, uh, I will listen to your points, probably disagree with them as the, as I am not a hundred percent serious on all of this, but just the equal thing. So I'm just saying, if you're listening, if you're out there, I know a lot of you fucking onesies. I love you guys. Whoever's listening, you're all good people. So my point is my, my, I'm a high school dropout point is, um, just own your shit, man. Stop telling other people not to do things and telling other people that they don't have to own their own shit. All right. Why, why make one group of people accountable and another people not you're accountable for your own shit. And if you're not accountable, then yeah, people might walk on you. People might do shit. I'm not saying it's right, but that's just how we're all wired. So if things upset you, if things offend you in a proper way, you have to address them. You have to learn that like when it happens, you got to address it. Like we train dogs the same way. Are you guys aware of that? Do you know that if a dog pees on the rug, you know what I mean? Like you can't grab him, you know, you can't go and yell at him an hour later and be like, what did you do? What did you do? Like, that's why they say you have to bring the dog over to the mess, show it what it is. Like when a dog or they choose something, whatever, you can't just yell them and, you know, go outside and get mad at your dog and fucking, you know, beat it or put it in its crate. Like you have to show it what it did wrong and, and, and as quickly as possible after it happens. So they learn that the punishment is because of this action. So why is it that the dog gets the right training in terms of like, yeah, you did this wrong. Can't do that. 
but we're expecting people like, no, I'm just not going to say anything. Um, and hopefully one day they'll just stop doing also, uh, maybe the dog will just stop pissing. Maybe somehow it'll just learn that, uh, even though it doesn't speak English or anything that you're hitting it and, and, and punishing it. Um, I don't hit animals by the way. I think it's wrong, but some people that's just, they're just, their argument is it's a dog. I hate that. But you know, some people, Oh, just, well, the dog, you know, like uh, I'll just, the dog will stop being a dog. It'll just know why I'm upset without showing it or anything like that. So that's the whole idea. If you have to show a dog, Hey, you did this wrong. Don't like it. It's the same thing in the moment when someone does it, you say, Hey, look, I don't like this. I don't know if my message isn't across by now, it's never going to be all right. Own your shit. And, and, and if somebody tells you that something you do bothers them, own it then. I know it sucks to do something and, and have a different result. You know, oh shit, I was trying to make you laugh. It didn't work. Just be like, ah, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to upset you. I was telling a joke, didn't fly or I was doing, I didn't, I didn't mean to, I was, I was doing something else, but you know what? I, I apologize. And then just fucking own it. Next time you're doing it, go, you know what? That other person doesn't like this. And every time I disrespect them and just do whatever I want, I'm letting them know that I don't care what they think about this thing. I'm just doing whatever I want. Okay. All right. Does anybody even want to hear anything else I have to say after that giant fucking lecture? Uh, I'm just thinking of like people I, I know in person who've just listened to all of that. Um, or, or didn't, or if you skipped right through it or just turned it off, well, you'll never hear this part. But if you skip through it, just know that, uh, I did make some very good points. Some of them funny, some of them true. Um, if any of them are unfair, please let me know. I would love to hear the counter argument. I do not know everything. Um, never have I claimed to know everything, but I do love studying psychology because it's like, it's like the same thing, right? Like, cause that's the thing too, with fights and relationships, man, the silent treatment fight is a real, it's a real good way to get that other person pissed off too. So that the fight happens and, you, and then, it, then it looks less like you're a psycho who can't express themselves. And then we're just both fighting about something. Those fights never go anywhere, but the next time this is a, such an empowering thing. The next time your guy or your girl, let's be honest, it's the girls, uh, your, 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 your man or your woman's giving you the silent treatment. Just say, look, something's obviously bothering you. And it's bothered you for a while because it's built you up to this point where you're resentful towards me about the thing. I care about you. And I just want you to know that what I did, I I'm probably oblivious to, but if you want to tell me what it is, I'll listen, I'll actively listen. And I will try not to, to, um, not to do it again, because I mean, obviously it's a big deal. It's a big deal. To the point where it's actually ruining your evening. Uh, or whatever. It's actually got you to this point where you're upset enough with me to, to kind of hold back and not even want to talk to me about it. And I don't like that. I care about you. Um, whatever it was is not more important to me than making you feel, uh, respected and heard. Um, so I won't bother you. I won't, I won't keep prodding you to tell me. I just want you to know that whenever you feel comfortable enough to tell me, I promise I'll listen. I promise I'll take what's important to you seriously. And, uh, and we'll go from there. How about that? Does that sound good? I love you. And you take your time whenever you want to talk. I'll listen. Bang. No bait. You didn't fall into the trap. You fucking danced around the quicksand. You know what I mean? You threw, you offered her a stick. You offered her a rope, all that. And you go, look, whenever you want, you know, maybe it's refreshing in that pool of quicksand. I don't know. I've never been in it before. You know, of course we've all been in that fucking, that dance. Now we're fighting, struggling, and it's just getting deeper. And that is the, that is Oh, did I just solve relationship fucking silent treatment arguments? It's fucking quicksand, baby. And that's the thing. You don't jump in there and start squirming around too. Cause you guys are just going to get deeper and deeper and deeper. No, 
stand on the outside and you go, you know what? I'm right here. And I love that you're quiet. It's calm. It's not going to get worse. I got a rope here. I got a, I got a stick or a, a pole. You know, I got whatever you need to get out of there. All right. <laughs> that's the, that's so funny to me. Just thinking of that as like a physical metaphor of just some guy going, what's wrong, honey. And he just jumps in with her. That <laughs> doesn't solve the problem. No, you can't, you can't step into the quicksand guys. You can't fucking step into the quicksand. You got to stand on the outside and just go, whenever you're ready to come out, I got what you need. Okay. And then that's it. And it'll work if you listen properly. Like if you go listen, I know you're in a fucking mood. <laughs> Can you that will, that will backfire like Elmer Fudd's gun in a fucking Bugs Bunny cartoon. Just the fucking barrel peeled back like a banana, your face black. If you just go to her when she's giving you the silence, look, I know there's something that you've, I know you got to fucking be in your bonnet about something. You're going to sit here and be a cunt all fucking night. Well, whenever you're ready to just fucking spit it out like a big girl, I'll be right here. And if it's interesting, I'll fucking listen. You can't, you can't, that is like the fucking wrong way, which is what I was saying before about being a victim and standing up for yourself. Standing up for yourself is not being an asshole and be like, yo, what the fuck's your fucking problem? That's like, that's, that's the wrong thing too. That doesn't get you what you want either. It's just owning it. Look. I know I did something. You wouldn't be, you wouldn't be frustrated with me and giving me the silent treatment if I hadn't done something. So there's something that I need to at least validate for you. I'm sorry it got to here. Um, you know, I got a million things. I got a million things wrong with me. I know that I'm still learning. I'm trying to be better every day, but this one got past me and I'm sorry. I don't even know what I did yet, but I'm sorry because I love you. And for the most part, you're a reasonable person. And, uh, you wouldn't be frustrated with me like this if it wasn't, you know, so I just want to start by saying, I am sorry. Um, you know, I might not even agree, might not even agree with you, but, but it's important to you, which means it's important to me. And I, regardless of whether I agree with it or not, I definitely want you to feel heard. I definitely want to know what it is. And if it is something that I totally should have got right, um, I want to know so I can, I can change and be a better partner. And so that we can have more nights, uh, this, cause we already lose like an hour of fucking night trying to pick a movie on Netflix. And when we're both talking to each other and we're both communicating, but me sitting here looking through the movies, I can't find anything I like. I keep asking you, what do you think? You're like, whatever. And that's just making things worse. So I know I've got like an hour long argument. <laughs> I've got like an hour long argument and we still have to pick a fucking movie. You work in the morning and I'm on the Serb. <laughs> so I'm getting the government handout right now. No. So that's, uh, that's all I'm saying. That is all that I'm saying, guys. Don't get in the quicksand. Don't do it. Ladies, stop sitting in quicksand. The second he does it, just say, babe, I love you. You make me laugh. You make me feel safe. You earn a good living for the house. If, if this stuff is true, you know, or you're a good contributor, contributor, not, not provider contributor, right? As you are too, ladies, guys do the same thing. You say the same thing. Look, you're a good contributor. You have a, a thing about you that I just, I, I can't get enough of, but I got to tell you this right here. This is frustrating me. I, I really don't like it. If it's the first time you're telling them, go, look, listen, I'm just letting you know, I really don't like it. If it happens the second time, be like, look, I have mentioned this in the past that I don't like it. And, uh, and it's still happening, which really makes me feel not respected. So I'm just letting you know that I, this happens and I feel like you don't care what I think. It makes me feel undervalued, you know? And then it keeps happening again. You just go, listen, I'm going to set your fucking socks on fire. If I find them in the living room floor again, final warning. Not calling you a bad person, just telling you, you know, this bothers me when you do this, you're actively deciding to, what is this? A fucking marriage counseling podcast, whatever. You know what? I don't give a fuck if, you're, <laughs> if your relationships fail. I don't care. I don't care. 
37 minutes on this fucking thing already. Jesus Christ. How much my, can I, can a person who's even more versed in psychology than me, please write in and tell me what just happened to me in the last half hour, what was going through my head? What, you know, I've here's, you know what? Let me see if I can own it myself. All right. It's this fucking, this fucking cocksucker going to sit here on his high horse telling everybody to own their shit. All right. Well, let's see if I can own some of my own. All right. I, oh man, there's so much boring shit. I can cross off this list, man. I'm so happy because we got into it, man. We got all fucking fired up around the holidays. Let's see. Uh, for starters, I've made the vast majority of the mistakes that I've already addressed. So I am not coming at it from a high and mighty. I never failed. All right. I fucked up in every relationship that I had. I took the bait on many occasions. I was passive aggressive on, on occasions. I was totally the guy who didn't listen to the other person saying that they didn't like shit. Uh, and I just did it anyways, cause I was lazy or whatever. Um, I, I have been the dude who, uh, was I got in the quicksand. I fucking was in the quicksand to begin with. I pulled the other person in. I have done, I have made every mistake you can make. And then, like I said, like I said, oh man, I'm, I'm bringing it all right back down to where we started, man. Right back to where we started. Like the end of a good movie is I'm talking about the accountability and I'm saying how I've been the victim, man. I've been the victim. I have not owned my shit. I have not told someone else how they made me feel. And I just let it keep happening to the point where you get so fucking mad that you're just like, yeah, you're fucking screaming and yelling. And then, and, and then is the person hearing your message? No, they're so defensive because they just went from like, Hey, what's wrong to like a, an explosion in their face. It's all the wrong ways. I just told you how to do it right. If somebody does something, you own it or, or you, you, you own your feelings and tell them. And then the other person fucking owns what they, what they did and just go, okay, sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to do that. Some people like want their joke or their thing to mean so much that they're like, no, the other person needs to get on board with liking my shit. You know what? It's not, I fucking hate tomatoes. I don't care. Chef tomate, how much you like tomatoes. You put them in my meal. I'm going to be fucking upset. I don't care how much garlic you put in with them. I don't care how much olive oil you sprinkle over and bake them first. You know, again, if you get rid of the texture, I can get on board, but I'm just saying that overall tomatoes, you want me to like a slice of tomato, on my burger. It's not, it's coming off every fucking time. I don't care. So you can just hold on to your hope that I'll love your potatoes or that, that your wife will learn to love your socks on the living room floor, whatever it is. But the person tells you, look, I don't like it. You got to respect that. You know what I mean? You can't keep, uh, can't keep trying. That goes with all things, man. There's people who try to get you to watch their shows or to, you know, drink the drink that they, oh, you got to try my homemade beer. Ugh. Have you guys ever done wine kits? They're great. You just go and you make six months later, you come back. <laughs> it's not that long, but come back. The wine's made and it's really subpar, but it's like $5 a bottle. You're like, yeah, I think uh, $5 a bottle times 12 cases or whatever the fuck it is. You're like, yeah, I'm all right to not drink this every day for a year to get my money back. I think maybe just once a week, I'll drink a $20 bottle and actually enjoy it. <laughs> all right. What else can I talk about? Oh yeah. <laughs> While we're on the subject of women, do women even enjoy farting? <laughs> do they enjoy it? A refreshing little coming out of your back end. I think, uh, I know that ladies, and this is here, this is something I'll give ladies that, that men uh, don't. And this is, you know what? This is another injustice for the most part. Um, there are men who do themselves up and get their hair done and shave their eyebrows and, you know, put on cologne and, and everything like that. They go through the, you know, the whole nine yards, but vastly more women will put themselves together. Like the amount of work I've seen a woman do just to go to the grocery store. 
You know what I mean? Makeup and hair and all this stuff or, or to go to work. Oh, like you'd think guys would care more, but I just mean that like women really go that extra mile. And that's all that's in the, that's the thing that's in their press kit. That's really unfair. Like, oh, you got to put on makeup and like, and it's so funny too. Cause even they'll be like, I'm, I'm like, we're just going to go to a fucking movie. You're going to be sitting in a dark room. I know, but I just got to just, let's, I'll just put on a little, like a little mascara and like, like they got to do themselves up. I, I don't know what the rule is about women not being allowed to show any part of their face. You know what I mean? It's like, what, what percentage of your face is covered today? And like the minimum is 20%. You know what I mean? Like you got to put on a little bit of fucking found the ones who are like the white face. Like I told you guys back when I was doing PSVR, we put a VR helmet on, take the helmet off of them. And there was like a white fucking mask pasted to the inside of the headset because of their fucking all the makeup on their face. Um, ugh. it's not fair. Women, they got to put on makeup. That's just like the rule, whatever. But women, women will do themselves up. They do their hair, their makeup, their fucking whatever, you know? Uh, the, the, the outfits, holy fuck, trying on different outfits to see, uh, I, I guess I appreciate it. I mean, I do appreciate it, but at the same time, like I, I also prefer to look at a woman naturally. I think they look way prettier with no makeup on. Um, just, I love it. And guys don't have to, like, apparently we can go gray and that makes us hotter or whatever. All the daddy issues there. Uh, you know, we go gray and we age and apparently just makes us more attractive. I don't understand it. I still have all my insecurities watching like veins break in my nose and, and going gray in my beard and stuff like that. And I'm just like, ugh, like my hair thinning at the back. And I'm just like, <laughs> but apparently just turning into, well, not complete garbage, but falling apart is somehow attractive to women. I don't know. Maybe they're just like, oh good. He'll be like me and he won't leave me. I don't know. But apparently the worst shit, but guys don't have to put on makeup and stuff before we go. You know what I mean? But it's not fair. It's not fair that women have to do all that. In fact, and me personally, I, I think gray in a woman's hair is so sexy, so unbelievably sexy. Um, oh, I guess it's just that, that it's, I don't know. It's like a real woman, like man, girls are annoying. Girls are fucking annoying. 20 year old women are the most annoying thing to me. Um, 20 year old men are also annoying, but I don't generally speaking, seek out their company, unless it's on PlayStation, <laughs> in which case, like I'm surrounded by 20 year old males, but they keep me young. All right. They keep me young and immature. Am I going to get to a fucking subject on this book? Anyways, um, <laughs> I feel good guys. I feel good. I had a fucking kale salad for lunch, uh, that actually didn't taste bad. I massaged it with oil as the recipe said, massage it with oil. And then that broke up that that's apparently takes the kale leaves from being like rough and abrasive to like silk and sweet, silky and sweet. They said, I wouldn't go that far, but it definitely made them a lot more expensive. They made them softer because apparently the leaves will absorb the oil, make them a little, little soft there. Um, so yeah, just having said that, uh, that's not fair. It's not fair that women have to put on makeup and guys don't have to do themselves up again. Those guys will take care of themselves and the women who won't, there are exceptions to all the rules, but that's also not fair. Uh, so ladies, gray hair, so sexy, a woman, so sexy, a woman who's fucking responsible and yeah, has a job. I mean, are you kidding me? Like these, these, these fucking guys who are so insecure that, you know, I don't want my woman working. Why? Because you want to be the one in charge. You don't have enough character that the woman would love you and be like, wow, what a fucking man. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to trade him in for something else. It's a fucking great guy. I got here. I want to experience life with him and he's comfortable with me working as well. Like he's not insecure that I'm going to leave him because I make more money or any of that shit. That's a fucking, that is so sexy. A fucking confident woman, you know, 
how unattractive is a man who can't let his woman work? How insecure is that guy? Right? See, I told you, I'll hold guys' feet to the fire. I don't want my woman working. Why? Because you're afraid she'll be more successful than you because she has more drive and sense of responsibility than you do? You fucking loser. Anyways, uh, I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> I mean, I have other subjects, but yeah. I just, I was, again, I, being the egalitarian, I didn't think it was fair to go off at women for that long. I think it was just, like I said, your position is that you're not wrong and, and the guys are the worst and guys start wars and guys are, think with their dicks. It's like, look, look, you've pushed it. But I, but I went a little hard at you. I felt bad. Okay. The Grinch's heart, it grew, uh, grew a couple sizes, you know, or my heart's enlarged as my doctor says. One of the, one of the two, something's wrong with my fucking dick. <laughs> All I'm saying is, uh, yeah, guys, we get our we get our shit too. You know what I mean? All those guys are like, oh, I like it when she does herself up and dresses nice, and but she's not allowed to work though. I don't want her. To, she's not allowed to go out in public either. I'm afraid someone with more confidence and character will steal her away from me, as they should. You don't deserve her if you're a piece of shit. But ladies, gray hair, sexy, don't wear makeup. Some women have more makeup on their face than a Walking Dead extra, and I'm like, where are you? Are you the zombie? Where is the person? I told you guys, there was a girl I knew in high school. She was beautiful. Um, I saw her once without makeup and I didn't know who she was. And I don't mean I like, she looked so different. I was in a grocery store. She was a cashier there. I was picking something up. She was like, oh, hey, Josh. And I turned and I looked at her and I didn't know who the fuck she was. And I was like, no word of a lie. Five, six seconds, which is a beat. That's. That is a five second beat right there. That long, just staring at someone, not having a response as your brain's buffering going, oh, the fuck is that? She had to be like, it's blank. I'm not going to name her, but she's like, oh, it's so like, I'll say Sarah. It's not her name, but uh, you know, oh, hey, it's Sarah. Holy fuck. And I think like, and this was high school me. So no tact for the most part. Like I know how to not be an asshole, but no, like I go, oh my God, I didn't even recognize you without makeup. And I didn't say that was good or bad. You guys fucking hearing that? There's like some Snow White singing coming from the, the room next door. Um, but hopefully Alphonic will get rid of that. Um, it was like the Mary Poppins. <laughs> like the, the high-pitched shit that I can't even come near hitting. But uh, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? I thought it was my chair squeaking at first. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I, I felt bad because I didn't even, I didn't know if she, I hope she took it as a, fuck her. Women aren't stupid. Not at that age. They do mature faster than guys. But man, I was like, what the fuck? All right. Don't wear makeup, ladies, is what I'm saying. Some of you, some of you should wear makeup, but I would never say that. That's mean. Like, oh, you you should definitely wear makeup. I, I would just suggest don't leave the house. Uh <laughs> Don't put on makeup. Just just don't go anywhere either. Uh, for lockdown and quarantine purposes, specifically. How great would it be if you could just fucking point certain news to certain people's houses? Like ugly people just got the news. Oh, the quarantine's still happening. Don't go outside. And then all the pretty people are like dancing in the street. You know, and a gargoyle shuffles over to the fucking basement window, looks out and goes, what are all those people doing at the park over there? Uh, <laughs> that's so fun to me. That's <laughs> mean as fuck, and I don't actually mean it, but so fun. And that, and I, I, I hope that some of you picked up on the subtleties of like the basement apartment window because we keep the trolls in the dark, right? When you apply for a bit, they look at you and they go, "Do you have any openings available in your building?" They look at you and they're like, "We have a couple basement apartments." They're like, I understand. 
Some of them don't. Can I have something upstairs? No. If you want something above ground, go find a fucking bell tower that you can, you know, look after that you can, you you could be the custodian of there, Quasimodo. All right. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm having fun. This is my last episode, by the way, guys, I just want to let you know, we're not going to make it to 200. I will be canceled. I will, I will, I will go hard. (laughs) Oh, fuck. All right. Um, here's a little side thing, nothing super special, but I'm, I'm trying. Okay. So two things. I started buying this stuff called bubbly. I had it when I was with Meyerhaw in, uh, Kingston. It was some good stuff. It's like, basically it's, it's honestly just sparkling water that has like a, the faintest aftertaste of one of the flavors. So they've got like, I started buying that at Costco. Uh, that's where Meyerhaw, when he, when he and I were in, uh, in Kingston, right? You guys heard the episode. We were shopping at Costco. He picked up a case of bubbly and then we just drank it for the next couple of days at the house. He just kept offering them to me. I was like, yeah, you know what? They're not half bad. I thought they were like, like, um, Come on, brain. Uh, I assumed they were like a lot of other, these sparkling water drinks where it's got like, you know, aspartame and stuff. So they flavored water, but it's like, oh, it's no calories or sugar free. But then you, you look at it and you're like, oh, but it's all the bad chemicals in my body. Really not interested in those. Um, or, you know, something like Perrier, which I, I love, but then it's like the sodium is through the roof. So these bubblies are, are actually just carbonated water. They've got, uh, they're only two ingredients, carbonated water and natural flavors, which we all know means what chemicals or whatever, but there's no like sodium to them. So they're like zero calorie, zero sodium. They're actually not bad drinks. So it's really just a bubbling water. So you'll just drink it. You're like bubbling water, bubbling water. And then once it goes down your palate, there's like this little after mist of like, Oh, 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 lime. Okay. Oh, grapefruit. Oh, you know, orange or black cherry. Like it's so faint that you don't even notice it, but I'm just like, but it's not as boring as water. And because I have a fridge here in my room, I can stack the fridge with these guys. And now I'm just, I'm able to just, you know, I'm watching TV or playing a game or something. I just reach over, grab one of those and, uh, and good to go. Right. Uh, and, and cheap, very reasonable price. That's like seven bucks for a two, four. So I'm like, you know, that's, that's great. If this keeps me drinking water instead of pounding back, like right now in the fridge, because of the time of year, I've got two cartons of eggnog, which I used to like make lattes and stuff like that. I've got, um, oat milk. And, uh, I've got a few different kinds of juices. I got the coconut water and some pineapple juice. I've got, uh, what else? I I've got a few of my old, like, here's the thing. That's how little I drink pop. Just in case anyone thinks I'm full of shit. I think over a year ago. Yeah. Easily over a year ago, I bought a Fiesta two, four of Coke, um, Fanta orange and Sprite. Now I didn't buy a two, four of each. I bought a two, four that was like half Coke. And then, you know, Sprite and, and Fanta. So 24 total. And I still have like five or six in the fridge from over a year ago. That's how little I drink pop. I don't need to go out and buy a case of Coke or anything like that. I've, I've got them in there. I have Pepsi from the Harvey's tour. They gave me a case of Pepsi and I still have the vast majority of it in the fridge. Uh, like my other mini fridge in the basement with a lock and key on it. Um, I just don't drink pop. Like it's just not my thing, but, but juice I will mess with coconut water. I'll mess with. So, but because here's the thing is if I'm sitting here watching a movie or playing a game, a lot of stuff I play is online. So like, you can't just pause an online game and then leave for a couple of minutes to go downstairs and, you know, grab a, fill up your water bottle or whatever it is. I know this sounds like the the dumbest shit, but Hey, it's the mentality you got. That's, that's a big thing about making resolutions and stuff like that too. Oh, another tangent. Let me see if this soapbox will support my weight for another fucking 10 minutes. But everybody's like, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And you're like, well, it's already not a part of your life. So you got to, you got to admit 
to yourself that like, okay, well, I'm not doing this because it's not a part of a life. It didn't fit into my lifestyle the way it was. So rather than being like, I'm going to totally change my lifestyle, you got to look at your life the way it is and go, okay, where are, where are the small adjustments? We'll make the small adjustments first, which should give me the energy or the success or the, you know, outcome to make me want to continue to some of them, you know, middle ranged. And then of course the large ones. So you got to look at your life and go, where are the parts I'm failing? Like, you can't just be like a fat fuck like me and be like, I'm just going to eat right and exercise every day. No, you're not. Cause if it was that easy, you'd be doing it already. It doesn't fit into your life the way it is. So for me, yes, some of you guys will hear the idea that walking downstairs and filling your water bottle, um, is enough, you know, yeah, I would just, I would just stop what I'm doing. Every day. Well, I don't think to do that. I don't, there's other things I do that are productive. I don't do that. Uh, I will do it downstairs cooking or something, but if I'm sitting here like a, you know, during quarantine, you know, uh, lockdown during Christmas with nothing to do, but you know, the only people I'm hanging out with are my buddies online. Well, it's nice to, in that camaraderie, but you get into some games that are like online and they're go, go, go for hours and hours. Gamers won't, or non-gamers won't understand, but gamers totally get it. The, the fact that I can like lean forward in my chair, open a fridge and grab a, you know, a liter of juice and just open that up and chug that for the next couple hours. That's way that solves the problem of being thirsty or whatever. Um, but it's not healthy, you know, it's not the worst, but it's not healthy, you know, um, to spend an evening drinking a liter of juice when I could have drank a, a liter of water. So you go, am I going to just all of a sudden keep running downstairs to the fridge to fill up my bottle? Mm, probably not. So you can just not make an adjustment and keep drinking the juice, but that doesn't solve the goal of getting better. Or you go, Oh, but you know what I can do this case of bubbly with no calories. These are easy. I can throw these in the fridge and then just, you know, reach over crack of water. It's zero calories still getting the, the fluid. Cause I actually am not one of those people who doesn't like drinking water. Some people like hate drinking water. I'll drink, I will fuck up water. If I had a fucking faucet in my room, I'd probably never have any juice in here or anything. Um, but it's the stopping what I'm doing in the middle of a, of a fight, whatever. Like shit's very fast paced online. So just with my lifestyle, at least the, the time I was like, yeah, if I'm in my room, you know, I make my coffee. I actually drink too much coffee because the coffee maker is right here in the room. The Nespresso is right here in my room. So I can just reach forward, put a coffee on good to go. Um, you know, the fridge is underneath. I got my, my milk and my creamer. So I will make coffee. I get, I get a little bored and want some coffee. Boom. So that's why my sleep schedule is fucked again. So that's the thing. It's the same as like, I got, when I started getting forgetful, I was like, oh, I'll just remember better. Well, I'm already not remembering things. So to just be in denial and be like, no, no, I'll just, I'll just get better. Remember, which just making shit worse. So I I've had to develop the habit of like immediately making reminders on my phone and typing shit down and adding stuff to my calendar. I have to, or it's going to be gone. And that's brutal by. So these bubbly drinks, I cannot recommend them more. They are delicious. The flip side of that coin is that everybody's been bringing me well, I say everybody, it's like we had the, the one Christmas dinner here. Um, that's what we choose to call it, even though none of us are practicing religious people. I've gone over that before. Um, we did our, our, um, I did two, let me get this out of the way real quick. I did two shows, uh, before lockdown, the Tuesday show right after the last podcast and Wednesday, both were fun. Uh, crowds were fun. Um, and, uh, that's about it. Crowds are fun. I got to see a few comics. I hadn't seen in a while. We're all, you know, wearing our masks in the green room and stuff like that. Um, it was nice to see everybody. I had fun at two shows. My, I'm, I'm really enjoying doing stand up. Still screaming, cancel me after everything. So that was that. Um, I, uh, had my holiday dinner, Christmas dinner here with my family. I ended up getting, uh, a, like a pre-made meal we ordered from a bakery. Um, it was, it wasn't, it was, the food was good. 
Um, their stuffing was outstanding. The food was supposed to be for six people. There was only five of us and there was no leftovers. Um, and we did not go hard, hard, hard at it. So, uh, it was more expensive than that, that, you know, uh, hello fresh box that we were going to get. Um, and, uh, but it, but it was made. So what we had to do is all I had to do is I picked it up at like noon. All I had to do was when everyone was coming, I threw it in the oven for about 45 minutes was like the longest thing to cook. So all, all the stuff goes in and they just came out at different times, um, ready to go. So, uh, it was nice, easy meal. Uh, my mom brought like uh, paper plates that she had from previous years. So the, the dishes were easy. It was just basically tossing out the, uh, the paper plates. Uh, I know that's, you know, wasteful, but we already had them. I mean, you just throw them out anyways, like they're, they're already here. So we're, we're trying to use that stuff up. Um, but that was good. Um, everyone was, was bringing like, I got like, f- like two boxes of chocolates, uh, one of those giant tins of like Belgian cookies. Like, you know, the ones that I can't imagine anyone liking, um, that's the big thing with me with these fucking cookies or whatever. Some of these things, it's like, you know, oh, it's a big box of like shortbread cookies, like the Walker's ones. Like you could do a little bit of them, but Jesus Christ, an entire 10 year to eat nothing but shortbread. And they're hard shortbread. My dad and grandmother used to make these really nice, uh, shortbread cookies, which I haven't had in forever, but, um, they're delicious, nice and soft. Like those, I could, I could fuck those up for maybe a week, but the walkers ones, they're basically just sugar cookies, you know, crunch, 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 crunch. Like I don't fucking need the same boring ass. Nobody needs that much cookies of any kind, but then to be like the boring ones, seriously. And then these Belgian cookies are like the second most boring. The ones that are like, Oh, you know, here's this boring ass sugar cookie with, you know, one of the ends dipped in chocolate. And then here's one that's totally covered in chocolate. And then here's a boring one. That's again, but both, both ends are dipped in chocolate. And then this is another, it's white chocolate covered, just boring ass chocolate cookies. I'm really not that much of a junk food guy. You know what I mean? Like I'm fat because I just sit in the fucking chair and do nothing. Long drives are all, I haven't, you know, guys, I can't even tell you how long it's been since I ordered a pizza, since I've been doing these meal kits and everything, but I'm just trying to say people trying to kill me. I got these fucking strumpf waffles, uh, things that I got with Meyerhoff. This is the exact things that Paul and I were talking about. Someone got them for me here. I'm like, fuck, I just finished a box of these begrudgingly and slowly. I, do, I got these snapper things that are like little pretzels with a dollop of caramel in the middle and then like dark chocolate drizzled on them, but I'm barely moving through them. I'm just making my meal kits like a good bitch. And, um, yeah, they fucked up again, but this time they sent us a free box to my mom's address. So I got a box here at my address and a box here. So I'm now the second week in a row having to make one of these meals every single day. And as much as someone might be like, well, that's pretty good, right? I'm like, no, no, it's not. I brought one of them to my brother's house. We had to go to his house. Uh, had to. Went to his house the other day. So here, fuck, there's so many. I'm, I, it's all the different things I want to talk about, but they're all interlaced with each other. So let me get it out of the way. Uh, we did that dinner here. The one we reheated, we ate it. It was nice. They brought the, the, the kiddo over. We got to sort of play with him a little bit, but he's definitely, uh, takes up a lot of attention. Um, so after the meal, I, I did some cleaning, uh, sort of tidied everything up. My brother and his wife left. We did like a little bit of an, a gift exchange. Everyone got like, you know, chocolates and cookies and shit like that. And, um, and then my, uh, my mom and her friend, Manny, who joins us for the holidays, um, we just, we just played a couple very simple, very simple games, easy to clean up, easy to, to play, uh, just so that we, you know, play a couple games while we were gathered. And then, uh, then everyone hit the road. 
Um, so that was a nice visit. And then yesterday, the 28th, right, as, I'm, as always, I'm recording this on Tuesday, um, went to my brother's house and we kind of just did like a beef stew, same same group as on Christmas Eve. So we're, we're keeping our bubble very small, um, Manny included. And we did uh, like beef stew and everything like that, which was really nice. And then we got to play some games, but again, it was just like cookies and chips and candies everywhere. Like I'm, I'm so over it. I don't want to waste anything. Like I just gave the tin. Jason just came home today, as I mentioned, and I gave him an entire tin of cookies. Like here, take them. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm quite literally trying to be a good bitch and eat better. And everyone's just bringing me the worst shit, the worst shit. So I can't live, cannot live. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, the bubbly is a good adjustment. All this candy and shit I'm trying to get rid of and just thanks everybody. Thank you. No more cookies and candies and snacks and this and that. I gotta, I gotta cook fucking one of these. (laughs) Anyways, whatever. Uh, sorry guys. I'm running out of steam only with just the, just looking at all of this garbage laying around fucking strumpf waffles and Belgian cookies and boxes of chocolates. And that's a hard one too. I will tell you that that sitting here, I'm going to get into something in a tiny bit and just like sitting here. I've been, my sleep schedule is fucked. I got, I'm playing this new game that is, that is wasting my life. It's fun. Uh, I got to play with, with uh, some of my listeners and some of the people online and we're just, holy fuck, is it ever a time waster? But I'm going to, I'm sitting here. It's like four o'clock in the morning. I got a fucking box of chocolates on my desk next to me. So yeah, I'll reach forward. I'll make a cup of, a cup of coffee, not decaf, which was my old strategy. I'd make decaf late at night, but now for some reason, I'm not even thinking of that. I'm just like, Oh, make a cup of coffee. Fucking just something to cut through all the sugar. And I'm like, I'll have two or three of these fucking chocolates, you know? And then four hours later, I'm like, Oh, the chocolate's right next to me. It's eight. There guys, there's something to out of sight, out of mind with like snacks and shit like that. But I just, I don't, I'm running out of places to put everything. So like, there's literally like a box, a giant box of chocolates that's moving from my bed to my chair. So when during the day it's sitting on the bed, you know, or on the desk when there's enough room. And then at night it goes into the chair so I can go into bed. <laughs> Cause there's not another surface that can sustain this giant box of chocolates. And since it's sitting right fucking here, I'm like, Oh, chocolates, cup of coffee, some chocolates. Anyways. It'll be one of my, one of my resolutions. It'll be like the 19th year in a row. My resolution is to lose weight. We'll see. Maybe, uh, maybe, uh, you know, 2021 will be the term, but, uh, yeah. So I went to the, my brother's place, uh, and the same thing. We played a few games afterwards and then I, I left, uh, and that's about it. Yeah. It's, it was nice to have a couple dinners. Like there's nothing to write home about. It was very good there. Both meals were good. Um, you know, got to play some games, got to hang out a little bit, but I'm just, I'm kind of like low energy right now. I find my sleep schedule is also fucked up. So I got up like two in the afternoon yesterday before we went to his place. And apparently we we're supposed to be there for two. We never know. We never set a time. So I wake up and, uh, to my mom calling at like one forty-five, and she's like, are you driving with us? Or are you going to go by yourself? I'm like, I'll go by myself. What time are we supposed to be there? She's like two o'clock. I'm like, that's, that's when I set my alarm to wake up, you know? And it was way like, I was so exhausted. I actually drank a Red Bull, which I never do. Right. It's poison. So that's the thing too. Like all this junk shit. I'm not like, yay, junk food, you know? I should just drink the pop to get it in my fucking fridge to, to reclaim the space. Uh, okay. Should I go back to yelling at women? Um, anyways, um, let's see. I'm taking a look and see what else I got there. Uh, also, we did a virtual birthday for my buddy, Johnny. Oh, Johnny who makes me the dragon come in London. It was his birthday. And we did like a, like a zoom Google meeting thing where there's a few of us there and we played some Jackbox games. If you don't know what that is, it's like party games that you play on your phone. So like on the screen, it will tell us, you know, some themes or like write a word for this, that or whatever. 
and you know, and then everyone votes on their phones and stuff like that. So it's a really cool way to like play something remotely together. It was a lot of fun. And then we moved on to this other cell phone game called among us where you're like on a space station completing tasks or whatever. And, uh, you know, somebody's, somebody's the, you know, the bad guy and everyone else is, you know, just trying to solve, you know, wiring problems and shit. It was fun. So, uh, uh, you know, another happy birthday to, to Johnny there. And, uh, it was fun. Red's red's husband, you're right. Red regular contributor, uh, sometimes co-host of the podcast. Uh, let me see here. I finished. Yeah. I addressed everyone giving me snacks. Thank you. And fuck you at the same time. Um, I finished the, Oh, wow. I wrote it down twice. I finished uncharted two, which is just an Indiana Jones, Laura Croft sort of adventure game. Nothing special to the story of a second time around. And after this podcast, I'm going to be jumping in to do the, the last, last thing I got to do to get the platinum trophy on that. Um, I'll mention this too on Christmas Eve during like late, late part of the evening, I got a message from my, uh, my tour manager for the Harvey's thing that I did. And they're looking at doing another one. So a little, little upfront, I might jinx it by doing this, but they're actually looking to do another one, uh, mid January. And, uh, they've asked me if I wanted to be one of the leads on it. So I'd actually be traveling the however far they're going to go. So if they're doing coast to coast again, I'd be traveling everywhere, getting paid to, to do the, whatever it is they're going to do. I assume free burgers again, but, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm super jazzed about, uh, about them asking me to do it. So I'm going to wait for more details, but as it stands, they're just like, would you like to do it? You know, it's funny. There was three leads last time. And then I was one of the employees, like on a few of the sites this time, there would only be two leads. One of them would be me. So it's like almost like cutting the team in half. Cause they just kept saying everything was easier on a day where they knew I was going to be in the city with them. Cause I did, I did three spots around Ottawa and then I did, uh, supposed to be four, but I ended up doing three spots with them around the London, Ontario area, London, Sarnia and Chatham. The, uh, Kitchener one ended up being canceled, but, um, they were like, yeah, in days where you're here so much easier. They're like, you know what you're doing. And it was, they were like, it was almost like having four leads. So, you know, from my personal experience with me being there, it's like cutting the, the team in half. So we had two leads in the kitchen and then myself in the kitchen. So it was like, the kitchen was like fucking packed with people who knew what they were doing. And then just the people up front, just, you know, kind of wandering around, Hey, come on over here, come on over there all this shit. So, um, yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I want to know how it works. Also, we were setting up the summertime. So like putting tape down to create social distance lineups and stuff like that on the ground and parking lots in the summer. Uh, this is starting in January, like, I'm, I'm interested to hear how the logistics are going to work for winter, like a parking lot full of snow. Well, there's no snow. Sure. The parking lots might be like plowed, but there's still snow on the ground. If we're doing it on a day where it is snowing, how are we supposed to put tape down and shit like that? Like we're going to need something else, maybe more stanchions or something like that to tell people, Hey, line up here or whatever. Also, we needed two leads in the kitchen. That's what they were saying. Like when you would be with the other lead in the kitchen, great. Who's running the show out front? Like we're going to have someone who just got trained that day, how to do everything. That doesn't seem like it's going to be right. Something shit starts going bad outside. You know, we got a couple of, you know, 20 year old dudes who don't know what they're doing to try to like quell shit down. Like there's still egos at the young age group there, you know, on a one. Anyways, I, I'm curious. I would love for this to happen. It's just going to be interesting to figure out what the logistics are and what the payouts, but Hey, fuck, you're going to pay me to tour the country. I can do the shows or I can do the, the, the events during the day and even see about getting booked to do some spots at night. That'd be fucking awesome. Bad fucking awesome. 
Um, so that's the thing. I'll wait to hear more and tell you more as I have it. But uh, you guys might hear me on the road for a couple of months coming up uh, in a not-too-distant future. It'll be less than a month's time, from what I know. Less than a month's time that I would start this. Uh, which would put me, if it is going to be two and a half months, it would put me right around the 200th episode. I would be on the road doing it. Right on the fucking road doing it. So I might have to bring my shit to see if I can get uh, you know Ryan to co-host it with me or whatever. All right. Um, I'll tell you about the new game I'm playing. I got two more things to talk about and then we're done. We're already an hour and 10 minutes. Um, you know, maybe minus a minute if I do that editing, uh, kill the dead air, but, um, or it may not have happened. I just remember seeing it goes Mark two Mark. There's like, what? Um, I know do, 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 do. I watched, no, sorry. The game. Okay. Playing a game called no man's sky. Uh, I was sitting chatting with the boys playing my uncharted or whatever. And all of a sudden they're like, uh, start talking about no man's sky. And I'm going through, I don't remember if it's because I saw it on sale. I think it's because I saw it on sale in the the games list there. But uh, it was on sale, 50% off. And one of the guys, Nick, was like, you got to play this game, No Man's Sky. Oh my God, it's so fucking good. Da, 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 da. And I was like, isn't that the one? Like, I had heard about this game a while back. All right, let me, let me readjust the mic here so I can lean way back, get right into this here. Because uh, there's no rush whatsoever when describing this. So... This was a game. Okay. This is the terminology. I'd never heard this before, but, but I've heard a few people reference this, so they must know, but the term is procedurally generated is what they call it. So this is supposed to be a game that's procedurally generated. It's a, I, I would call it a space game, but only because you can travel through space, but there's like a lot of shit. I played for like an entire day and, and barely had any space experience whatsoever. So this game, no man's sky is basically you, you are starting off in space or sorry, on a planet. You're like some sort of like space dude and you're on a planet. For me, this planet was like hostile. It had like toxic gas. I imagine that all of them start the same way, but the idea with this game is that you can travel from planet to planet. The universe is infinite. So this is my, I'm not saying this is correct. This is my understanding of what procedurally generated means. Okay. And I got to say this before I even delve into it. If you're not a gamer, you'll still find this fascinating in my opinion. So no man's sky, um, is the idea that you can go from like planet to planet, solar system to solar system, galaxy to galaxy, whatever the hell it is, you can go all over the universe and every planet you land on is going to have like different animals. Like there'll be certain things that are the same, like certain raw materials, but, but it's going to have different animals, different trees, different colors, different environment, um, in terms like and different climate. So there's like planets that are like, you know, exploding volcanic planets, like that one at the end of fucking revenge of the Sith, where it's like magma and, and explosions and, and firestorms and all this shit. Like not all the time. You just be on a planet. It's like, Oh, it's all rock and death. And then that's like warning, warning, incoming firestorm. And you're like, what? And then the fucking temperature goes up to like craziness and your spacesuit's trying to keep you alive. And you're like, fuck, run back to the ship, back to the ship. Like it's crazy. Then there's other planets that are like frozen planets, like Hoth. Then there's like paradise planets that are tropical and nice and, and water planets and, and you know, these planets where it's like gas, just, just toxic gas. So like the, the, the planet itself is not necessarily killing you, but your, your, your suit's protective system is working overdrive to keep you safe. So, um, I'll get back to that momentarily, but just the idea that there's all these different types of planets with all these different kinds of things on it. 
Um, and every planet you land on, like, so, so back to the procedurally generated thing is that the idea is depending on how far away the planet is from the sun, the game just knows to generate a certain type of, of flora and fauna on a planet based on its temperature. It knows what to generate. So these, these planets are not technically saved on a server anywhere. It's that because of the distance between things or whatever, that the game just knows how to generate it. So the universe is from my understanding infinite. You can just keep flying in a direction and you'll keep finding new planets. The first person to land on a planet and, and I guess colonize it or whatever. I don't, so you don't have to build a colony, but the person who's like sort of land on it and, and, and discover it can name it. And then that becomes the name of the planet. And then anyone, anyone else who ever visits that planet will, will find, you know, Oh fuck, this planet's called this and that. It was discovered by this player on this date and whatever. Um, and originally, so my, my thoughts, this, my understanding is originally this game was supposed to have a lot more to it. And when it first, like it was rushed and it was pushed out, they were saying that the, the universe is so big that you could play, you could play forever and never run into another player. Um, but then it turned out that because they rushed it or whatever, it actually wasn't set up as multiplayer. And, and so they stuck to their story. So when you just never saw anyone else, you were always like, oh my God, they're, they're right. I have, I have not seen another player yet. Um, and it was because that, you know, it was kind of a, a one thing generated for just you. Like there was no multiplayer that has all changed. The game's been up for about four years. That has all changed now. And they've added so much more to the game. And now it really, you know, you run into other players and, and whatnot very rarely, rarely, but you can either play like a game that's sort of just you and your friends in that re universe or whatever. But, um, it's. So that's, that's how vast the game is. Different planets, different animals, different flora, you know, different, different temperatures, different climates. Um, and it's very fascinating in that regard. Um, but here's, here's what my experience is with the, with the game. Cause there's other things too. You get different, you can d d get different spaceships. You can get space freighters. You go to space stations. You can change your look. You can upgrade your stuff. You can build all these different things. You can build a base and build all sorts of stuff like that. So it's like, it's really hard to describe the vastness of this game. Like the same way you would describe a game like red dead. We're like, there's so much stuff you can do. It's the same with this. Like this game is very star Trekky in the sense that you're discovering things and there's like different races and stuff and you earn favor and learn, you even learn the aliens language. You're talking to an alien, you don't know what he's saying. And then like over time you can find things that will teach you like a word of their vocabulary. And then over time you'll, when they're talking to you in text, you'll see like a lot of the gibberish and then like a word will be in English. And you're like, Oh, I know what he said. So, um, that's kind of cool. Um, but when the game starts, you're kind of waking up and you're like, where am I? Where's, you know, what is this? And you're on a planet for me, it was a toxic planet. So like the first thing that it was teaching me how to do was to like, I need to like find sodium to recharge my, my protective suit. Cause I'm dying of poison gas right now. Like it's, it's, it's burning through my, sh my, my suit. So I have to recharge it. And so like you're walking around and it's teaching you how to like scan the environment for, you know, sodium. And then you find like these plants that have sodium and you pick up sodium and recharge your suit. Okay, great. Next thing's next is like, oh fuck now, how do I get out of here? Like, where's my, sh you know, it, where's my ship? And you got to find your ship and learn how to scan, like do like a long range scan to see if you can find a ship. Then you find your, your ship in an area and it's like, okay, now I need to like, oh, it's damaged. I need to repair it. And you got to find certain elements to build little parts in order to repair your ship. And it was cool because it's basically the, basically what's happening is it's a tutorial teaching you how to 
play the game effectively because there's a lot going on in it. So it's like you need to scan and it's teaching you how to scan plants to find out what, what, um, elements are in them. Like, is it carbon, oxygen, sodium, nitrogen, all these different things. And then you're using a, a tool to, you know, it's like a laser. You just zap a thing with laser and it kind of mines the stuff out of it. What I really like about this game versus other games is that it's not one where when you're chopping, when you're, when you're harvesting something, you're not like chopping down a tree and then having to pick things up. Like as you, as you zap it, it just sort of pulls everything into, it gives you the, the stuff, which is good. It's just for a game with so many other things going on. The last thing you need to be doing is running around, picking shit up. Um, inventory is an issue like everything else. You know, you only have so many slots to pick things up in the game. The, the worlds are so cool that you're, you're, you want to pick up everything. What does this do? I don't know what this, you know, theoretical pyrite or whatever the hell it is. Like, I don't know what this does. I don't, I found like circuit boards. What do I do with these? Like the universe is so vast. There's so many, it's all materials to craft something. So it's just like those games where you, I don't want to, I don't know what's worth what. I don't want to drop anything. So you're playing like that, uh, for a little bit at the beginning where you're just like, okay, I'm, I'm running out of space in my inventory, but I need to find things to fix my ship. And it's teaching you like, you have to scan things. So you see the tree. Oh, did I scan this yet? Oh, there's an animal. Did I scan that? And you're like kind of building an encyclopedia of shit that you found and you can upload it and share it to the, the universe. So if someone finds your planet, they'll know what animals and things are on it and know what they yield. Again, you're basically creating a giant encyclopedia database for all the players playing this game on each planet. So when someone's flying through space, they can look at that planet uh, and it'll say, you know, this planet is this, it's got this tech climate. It's, you know, it's rich in these elements and things like that. And that all comes from someone scanning it and, and uploading it. Uh, but at the same time, it's just useful information for yourself. If you're on a planet and you're trying to find elements to refuel your ship or something, it's like, oh, fuck, what does this have? Okay, oh, there's that, that, that tree way over there has these elements or that rock over there, or that mineral over there. Uh, there's different animals on, you scan it. Like they, there's these things that look like dogs with turtle shells. There's different looking aliens on every planet too, which is really cool to see. Some of them look like dinosaurs or whatever. Um, but yeah, like you're, you're fix your ship. And then after a while, you get off the smoky death planet of, of alien gas. And then I think the next planet we landed on was, was like nice temperate climate. I think it rained occasionally. That was about it, but it was nice because now we're actually able to wander around and discover things without choking on toxic gas all the time. Um, but yeah, going around, uh, learning how to make little items that refine, like you get these refiner things that'll turn basic elements into more complex elements that you can use to like make metal and stuff like that. It's so fun guys. I can't even be like, I'm, I'm doing a terrible, I'm, I don't know if I'm doing, I'm doing a very in-depth thing of it, but you're like learning how to scan. You're learning how to mine because like, you'll get a different laser tool that will mine, you know, co copper and silver and stuff out of the ground that you'll use to make other shit. You got to fuel your, um, ship. So you learn how to basically build upgrades on your ship. You also learn how to build upgrades on your suit and build upgrades on other things, your, your mining tool. Cause it's kind of like your multi-tool for everything. So it'll be used as a weapon. It'll be used as a mining tool. It'll be used as like a, a processing tool to, to pull elements out of like the, the minerals and shit like that. It's a very fascinating game. There's so many different things. Like I said, I, I spent an entire day wandering on one planet and the guy was playing with us. Come on. He's like, I've been to like 19 planets by now. I'm like, yeah, you've, you've played the game before. I'm totally comfortable. Not that, like I said, it wasn't even a space game for me at that point. It was me on a planet wandering around finding elements. There's also like, you'll find crashed ships. You'll find, uh, like abandoned buildings. So like think the Martian, right? You're on like a, a desolate planet, like Mars. And then you just come across this little like pod building, 
right? Like if you think of his shack where there was a couple little tunnels and tubes and things like that and some, you know, empty cases outside, but that, that was, that was what it was like. Like you'll be on a planet and then it's just kind of, it's all just lush. Like it's just nothing but, but wilderness. And then you'll find a little space shack that's been abandoned or whatever. And you go in there and find some tools and parts and things like that. And, you know, there's all these things to discover. A lot of them are buried deep underground. So your multi-tool will turn into like this laser that just destroys that you basically dig with. So it's just, you're moving underground and you'll find these old buried boxes or old ancient alien glyphs or relics or things like that. Like it's so much to discover. You just keep discovering, but I play for hours. I've only played it for like three, four days now, but hours gone. Fuck, totally fucked my sleep schedule because it just, you're constantly finding more shit. You know, you'll find like a distress signal or an old distress signal and then find a, a, a different spaceship that's, that's crashed. And then you can start repairing it and claim it as your own. And now you have two spaceships, two different ships that are different types. And some ships are like, you know, designed as haulers or explorers or fighter ships, right? Because there's, yeah, you better believe there's some combat in space, but not a lot of it, but they're all, you'll run into times where there's space pirates that are, that'll come after you, start shooting you, you kill them and you get your shit, right? Death is the only option, but, um, it's great, man. There's a main storyline and whatnot, but there's like, there's so many upgrades so many things you can build and that's another even tough one even when you're like okay i'm ready to build a base we're like well what fucking planet of all the ones i've been to do i want to do i want to set my camp up of? and what part of the planet because the planets are all round sorry flat earthers but all these planets are all round and so like when you're on them and you're, you're on foot like you can spend you could yeah you could spend a month on one planet a real human month on a planet hours just going around looking at different and, 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 and never get off this planet because it's so vast. And then you go into space and you realize there's, I'd say thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions, because apparently it's procedurally generated. So it just keeps making stuff based on the, you know, stats from where's the nearest sun. Well, then that would make a planet, you know, quiet and, you know, more rock than, than this Oh, and this one's close to this. So there's more light and, you know, it, it just generates it. So like millions of planets and you're like, well, there's so many out there, which one would I want to live on? What has all the, ele you know, all of these specific elements that I would want to have access to the most to keep my ship charged. Right. And then speaking of ships, you got to build like, like a launch, launch technology, then like pulse technology. And then like hyperdrive, I was gonna say warp, but like hyperdrive technology. So you need something that's just going to get you off the ground, something that's going to move you around and something that's going to jump to light speed to get you from galaxy to galaxy. And all these things require fuel too. So you're constantly going to keep an eye on that because I've, I've tried to call my ship to me on the other side of the planet. Well, other side, I've been nowhere near that far away from my ship before on foot, but that would, that would be like, oh, I somehow walked to Afghanistan from Canada, but it's, uh, it's vast. And I'm going to call my ship towards me. And it's like, your ship doesn't have any launch fuel. Like, fuck. Now I'm going to build launch, like find the shit to build launch fuel to go back and chart. Like, and then that will hot foot it back to my ship and then charge that up so I can get off the fucking planet or, or fly to another spot. But you know, these like long range guys, I, if you're still, in, you're still listening, it's, it is so cool. It is so fucking cool. Um, if you're not a gamer, you can just go online, but, um, the game, there's a lot of people who played it right when it first came out because of its promises. And it was not the game. Um, it was not the game that people said, um, that they said it was going to be, um, like I said, think the Martian meets Star Trek. Like the Martian was just him trying to like keep himself alive and find the little minerals and, you know, create technologies and stuff like that. Um, so it's like Star Trek and the idea that it's like a lot of science, but only in the sense that it's like, 
the game is not all about combat. Like I was talking with somebody the other day, it was like Star Wars versus Star Trek. And I'm like, well, Star Wars is fun and it's aliens, but it's more like a space Western. And even that's not fair because it's not really that Western-y, but it's like in space, it's shooting, blasting, combat, you know, good, just good versus evil, very base storyline where Star Trek was all about like the science of discovery and, you know, politics of like, okay, well, this race is going through this and that and don't interfere and, you know what I mean? Like help who needs help and that kind of shit. Like, so Star Trek was very more, it was much more science-based. It wasn't like, oh, we have lasers and guns, so let's just go and pick fights. You know what I mean? Where Star Wars is like, meh, rub me the wrong way and we'll have a blaster fight in this fucking space bar. You know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. So, um, last thing I'll talk about, I was worried that I'd be able to fill an hour, but, uh, turns out all I have to do is start talking and I'll start bitching about shit. Um, I watched something called we are the champions and it's a thing on Netflix. It's like six different episodes about like people who are, uh, I guess like really good at certain shit and they had six episodes. So I'm going to rattle them off real quick. They had cheese chasing. They had uh chili pepper eating. They had yo-yoing. They had like this crazy hair shit. I don't remember what it was called. They had dog dancing and they had frog jumping, which, which at first like the, the thing, the, the trailer on it was all about the hot pepper episode. And you're like, oh yeah. And you're watching these people fucking eat hot peppers. You're like, oh, this seems interesting. But then the other episodes kind of fell off. So the very first episode was actually about the cheese chasing. And I threw that on while I was doing something else. And I ended up watching a lot of that. That's like this hill where they throw cheese down, like roll, throw a wheel of cheese down and everyone runs after it. The first person across the finish line gets the cheese. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't just say run down the hill. First person across the finish line gets the cheese, but I guess, I don't know. One of the greyhounds, they got to throw the fucking cheese down the, the, down the hill. It's a tradition, but I don't know why throwing the cheese, rolling the cheese down the hill first would make a difference. In fact, even now, just thinking about it, I'm like, there's certain angles of the hill where you think that the cheese might just hit and fall sideways and slide. And then it just stops halfway down. So, um, anyways, there's like a couple of families that I guess are like, like year after year champions, cheese chasing, cheese rolling, whatever it's called winners. One, and this, and this is a steep fucking hill. You see people do like ass over tea kettle and hurt themselves bad. This one girl broke her collarbone. The one that they seem to be following the story broke her collarbone. And it's like, that's something that like never heals. Right. They thought it was her shoulder, but it ended up being her collarbone and, um, fuck anyways, it's just a weird thing. So, so she, she won it and I guess retired or something like that. Cause she won it like three times or something. Um, it, it, it was interesting. It was interesting to see this goofy event that they do and whatever. You're going to throw something on the background. Great. The chili peppers one was interesting too. They had, uh, what's his face. Ed, I believe is his name. He's the guy. He's like this, this dude, I don't remember where he is. Probably Carolina only because of the name of the pepper, but I could be wrong. Watch the episode if you want to know more. But this is the guy that like bred the Carolina Reaper. So he is all about pepper breeding. Like you see him with a little, little tiny art brush, like brushing pollen out of the flower of one so he can crossbreed it with another one and create an even hotter pepper. So this guy breeds peppers. He's all about it. He is the creator of the Carolina Reaper, which is the hottest pepper in the world or was. Um, and then he decides he's going to hold one of these chili eating contests. So he gets like the world's best chili eaters, invites them all to be a part of his thing. And the Carolina Reaper apparently is normally the last chili that they give these people, uh, normally. So whenever, whenever it's a regular chili eating competition, they'll always end with the Carolina Reaper because it's the hottest one. It's 1.6 million Scoville units, if I'm not mistaken. Hey Siri, how many Scoville units is the Carolina Reaper? Okay. I found this on the web for how many Scoville units is the Carolina Reaper. Check it out. 
All right, face ID. Let's see what we get here. Pepperhead.com. Top 10 hottest peppers. So I don't have to scroll. Yeah, Carolina. I don't know about that. Yeah, and then they look, and it looks fucked up, man. It's skin is so fucked up. Like the the peppers that this guy has is unbelievable. Although here's two chicks with their tits hanging out on a YouTube video, world's hottest pepper. And it's just tits. And then the two girls, that's another thing. Okay. So then there's the Trinidad Moruga scorpion, which is 2 million, but they're here. They're saying the Carolina Reaper is 2.2 million school. You know, it's previous world champion. Carolina Reaper has been beat by itself. The Carolina Reaper is once again, officially the world's hottest pepper originally ranked as world's hottest in 2013. The Reaper was tested against again in 2018 with an even higher SHU, uh, 71,000 SHU higher to be exact. Well, that's not a whole hell of a lot. Uh, wait a second. 71,000. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. It was bred for its heat with an average. Yeah, there you go. With an average Scoville heat unit of 1.6. It peaks at 2.2. So there you go. I was right. It was 1.6. I was paying attention. Let's put the Scoville ratings into perspective for you. The Carolina Reaper pepper is 200 times hotter than a jalapeno. Yeah, I don't care. So anyways, this guy's, this guy decides he's going to do it. And then they show you the, the people that he's planning on inviting and, you know, all over the world and shit like that. Um, and, uh, he, he, they're doing his pepper anything where they got all these hot peppers and he busts out for round six. So I guess I think 12 rounds is what they normally do. Um, and normally the tw- round 12 is when they give people the Carolina Reaper. This guy busts out the Carolina Reaper round six. And then he's got six more rounds of peppers that don't even have names yet that he's bred. So this, this apparently motherfucker is the, the authority of the world. And they all have this weird Carolina Reaper weird contortion to the pepper and this fucking, yeah, they make the guys making hell peppers. So, um, yeah, I can't even remember what the Scoville units were on some of the new ones, but he's basically introducing these new peppers. And there's this dude with like an iron gut who like, isn't even like, isn't even getting bothered by the the peppers. Like he's got a YouTube video where he's just eating these horrible, like eating Carolina Reapers out of a, a Ziploc bag, just chewing on them, swallowing like whatever, no biggie. It's like, okay. So this motherfucker, uh, wins. Sorry, spoiler alert, whatever, but it's not, it wasn't particularly compelling the competition because they barely, they didn't even introduce him until like most of the way through the competition. They're like, oh yeah. And then there's this guy, the Terminator, iron gut, whatever. And you're like, oh, well, and then you're watching him like not even, and, and, and he wins the competition without even flinching. You're watching these other people who are champions suffer. And this motherfucker's just chomping out. It's like, it's like, so it was, it was one before it even started. This guy just is the monster of eating peppers. Apparently has no stomach. And he's a big fat fuck. So maybe he's just lost all feeling in it. But um, yeah, so there you have it. Um, that was that. It was cool. And it was, it was interesting to watch. I, I just learned more about peppers and stuff like that than I did like the actual competition. They didn't really do much for the competition. They introduced, they talked more about the players and the, the people, the pepper authorities in the world, and then them all coming together to do stuff. Uh, the yo-yo one was interesting. Um, some of these tricks that these motherfuckers pull off, um, like world competition, yo-yo champions. Um, yes, a lot of them were Asians, um, but it was fascinating enough. Cause you got to think like, you know, the, the sheer movement, dexterity, everything, like it was cool to watch. Uh, the crazy hair one was so bad to me. So interesting. It was like crazy hair. Like you're making like these fake, it was like, it was like the things from uh, drag race only, but like just in the hair, you're like, you're making, and it was just like one competition. So it's like, look at this one hair thing I made. 
And I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. Uh, I like, I, I remember at this point it was like late at night. I, I watched all six of them in a row. So like they all played it once for me, but, um, the crazy hair one, I might've looked at the TV set twice. I was laying in bed, playing like a game on my phone, trying to fall asleep. Um, but you know, I probably had like nine coffees. This was pre no man's sky. I would not have been spending this much time doing one thing, but yeah. Um, that one, I maybe looked at the TV screen twice, the yo-yo one several times. Uh, so like I full on watch cheese chasing full on watch chili peppers, went to bed for the yo-yo one kind of tried to watch it crazy hair. Didn't even look up. Then they had the dog dancing one or sorry, frog jumping, frog jumping was second last. And that was one, the dog dancing one. You didn't miss anything. If you know what dog dancing is, it was, it was the last one. And it's like where people sort of dance with the dogs. Uh, I, I looked at the screen maybe two, three times. Boring, 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 boring. So bad. Boring. Um, crazy hair. Boring, boring, boring. So bad. Boring, boring, boring. Um, but yeah, cheese chasing chili peppers. Yo-yo. Yep. Crazy hair didn't give a fuck. I think it was even crazy hair before yo-yo didn't give a fuck. I think crazy hair is probably what caused me to go to bed because it was like, all right, chili peppers jumping to bed. Crazy hair just played my game. Yo-yo. Oh, cool. Check that out. Uh, then frog jumping was interesting. That's these people who like, like jump, like you have a fur, you drop a frog on this little circle and then it's like your job, your frog, you jump behind it, scare it or whatever. And it jumps three times. So the whole idea with frog jumping is, and they call them frog jockeys. It's a, it's a California thing. But they measure uh, the the frog frog jumps three times, and then wherever it lands, the last one is your your uh, I don't know distance. But there's like the the longest distance, like twenty one feet, by the frog named Rose Rosie the Riveter. Uh, obviously, classic take on the Rosie the Riveter that we you can do it, ladies, strong muscle flex, whatever chick. That's Rosie the Riveter. Um. But yeah, so this one was like, f like families that won it. There's like one family, like everyone in the family won it at least once, except for like the dad who's always wanted to win. Never, never won. Um, no one's beaten Rosie's record. And then when your frog wins, you get like a star, like a low, they have like a like a walk of fame for like the, the frogs. But it was like, the funny thing is like these people who like, there's like one family that like they, they to look for the frogs. They always get them out of the same like river where they, and to find them, they get a pickup truck on each side of the river. And at nighttime they're driving down with big lights and they're spotting for the truck on the opposite side. So if you're in the back of the truck, you're sh shooting your light over the other side, looking for frogs for, you know, they're like, Oh, there's one right down there. Get them. They get all these frogs and they put them all in these different bins and then they go out in their street and they, just, uh, they train the frogs, they hop them to see which ones jump the farthest. And then they put them in bins marked like, Oh, this is a 10 foot jumper. Oh, this one's a 15 foot jumper. This, oh, this one dropped 20 feet. But you know what I mean? Like, and it's just marking them. And then on the day of, they bring all their frogs and they decide which one they're going to use. And then and the family that went through all these hoops, like their dad tries and he fucking is like the, the most garbage jump that he's ever had. And it was like, Oh, well, isn't that nice that you fucking suck that bad. And then, yeah, it was, it was interesting. To, I, interesting to watch. And like I said, dog dancing garbage, but it's called, we are the champions on Netflix. Um, I would only say avoid, not avoid, but don't start with crazy hair. Don't start with dog dancing, both garbage, both garbage. Um, in my humble opinion, I don't like just absolutely shit on something. Um, so boring, no level of investment, no level of interest, but cheese chasing, chili peppers, yo-yo and frog jumping, at least interesting. And to see that like some of the shit, like the yo-yo one, and the chili peppers I get, because obviously that shit's widely done. 
But cheese chasing was obviously just one part of the world that does it. Same with frog jumping. But those ones were interesting because they're like, you know, this is just a select group of people that's like into this fucking thing. But the cheese chasing is, is like century old, centuries old tradition. And the frog jumping, I don't know how far back it dates, but uh, it's super stupid. But it's still, still funny to, it's still funny to see the regimes. Like that's what these people are about. Their, their thing is the frog jumping. His family's like all year long, we get ready for that. And this is gonna be my year. And they just, and you just jump down behind a frog and boo, and it just frog jumps and you kind of like jumping behind it. And they're like, it's really the jockey makes all the day. Like you got to see this. You got to see this. How fucking stupid it is. Um, but whatever. All right. So that was it. That was what I did with my week hour and 37 minutes on my timer here. Uh, I hope you guys have, uh, uh, thanks for listening. I'll always thank you for listening. Still time to order a box. Contact at one man Same email address to correct me on anything I said or to throw your hat into the ring or whatever it is. Um, hope you guys have a very, very happy new year, uh, safe in quarantine. If you're in quarantine and, or socially distance of your state province is allowing it or part of the world. Um, all the best to you. Um, and I look forward to talking to you guys again in 2021. Take care.